Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Janika, and before we go into these two crazy episodes, there's so much in both of them. Um, this is probably going to be a little long, this episode, but um, announcement. Because we seem to be going very quickly through this season, we're already at hometowns next week. And usually these things are pretty monumental in the season when we have hometowns. We have fantasy suites probably in a couple of weeks. And probably very shortly after that, we're going to have the men tell all. So because we're definitely getting to the end here, we are going to be doing this weekly. So next week, you will get an episode for the hometown dates and so on and so forth. So we're going to move to the weeklies for this because, well, <laughs> we're moving so fast. Um. So yeah, I think that's where we're going to go with with that. And I guess we're going to be getting BIP very soon, I guess. Probably the next month or so, month or two. So that's exciting. We love BIP over here. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to let everyone know in terms of the where we're going to go with, with it. Next week, it shouldn't be too delayed next week in terms of episodes coming out, but because again, we are covering what four shows right now, or no, three shows currently still on, on IDA, and then eventually we'll go into four. Um, there might be a little later, we might get it on a weekend or whatever. We'll see how things go, but yeah, we're going to go to weekly for Bachelorette. Okay, so announcements, which we did talk about on the B90 episode, a couple of these things. There is some new things that has come out that I do want to discuss. Some of it is 90 day related. Again, I will also talk about this on the next B90 episode, which is that is the first one that I usually do. So first thing, Golden Bachelor. A Mr. Jerry, whose last name I can't remember right now, Turner, Jerry Turner. This is the first time we're, t- we're talking about him, so I don't know, um, you know, what took me so long to talk about it. I guess I was trying to feel things out and see what was going to happen with this, but we probably will cover this. 100%. I don't know when it's coming. I do know they very briefly talked about it. it might come in like October or November. So, but we will be covering, covering him. The other thing that we talked about on the B90 was the rumor of Brayden's ex-girlfriend. Not even really rumor. I think she seems like a valuable source. Her name was Patty. She was with him and they had broken up very very shortly before he ended up on the bachelorette so 
I think it's safe to say that this guy is even more trash than we knew and that he was probably breaking up with her so that he could get on this show because I don't, he didn't have genuine feelings for charity. We'll get to it when we get to this uh, episode four, which was two weeks ago. But I don't know. I don't find him genuine at all. But yes, he did have a girlfriend. She did come out on her TikTok to talk about it. She was very political in her answers in terms of whether or not he deserved villain edit. Um, she said, you know, he's young. You know, you try to figure life out when you're that young, right? Yeah, well, we'll leave it at that. So, next hot goss. This early hot goss, though, I think a lot of us already knew this. Again, I will talk about this on the B90 episode, but the other two couples have officially been announced. We have Kalani and Oswalu and Molly and Kelly. So we have our entire lineup now for the for this series. Of course, we're going to cover Kalani and Oswalu. Of course, we're going to cover Molly and Kelly. I really love Molly. Kalani and Oswalu are an absolute hot mess, but they're a joy to watch because, you know, I want money. That's all I want. So, <laughs> we definitely are covering them. Again, as mentioned, we are not covering Ed and Liz. And for the most part, we will not be covering Angela and Michael either. I don't care to see Angela talk to her phone or scream on her phone. I don't want it. But I know there was a lot of interesting things in terms of, did Michael cheat? Because I think it's about fucking time. Because she's absolute trash. I mean, no one deserves that. But still, it's Angela. So, um, we might, I might see how things are. But again, if Ava is on an episode and we are covering Last Resort, we won't be talking about her at all. Maybe I'll do something on the side that can be included. But we'll see. Again, for the most part, I'm not covering them either. So we will be covering just the three, Joe Yara, Zoe Kalani, Molly Kelly. So if it's going to be very short in terms of note-taking and, you know, episode lengths, that might get turned to bi-weekly episodes. But again, we will see how things go. You will at least get maybe two or three episodes weekly, and we'll take it from there. Next, Hakas. And guys, this is a spoiler. It's regarding Nicola and Misha. So if you do not want to hear this, I would advise just maybe skipping ahead a minute to max. I don't think I'm going to be talking about this for two minutes, but say two minutes. Starting now. And guys. Misha and Nicola have been spotted in America together. So I don't know whether or not he actually does propose to her or what, but we're going to assume he does. And that 
he, you know, he got his 90 day visa or whatever. And he's there. He was, they were spotted in the mall of America. Is she, is it the mall of America in, you know, I don't have to pretend where I know where it is. I think I know what's in Minnesota, but I might be absolutely wrong there. Does she live in Minnesota? Anyways, whatever. They are spotted together. So we'll see how this goes, but I can imagine we are going to see them on the OG 90 Day Fiance. We're not done with these two. She's nuts and it's great, but... Anyway, so we... I will post the picture probably only on Facebook because I can I can nest that in the comments a little easier. I'm not sure if I can do that on Instagram. I've never done that. Um so I probably will not post it there just so people don't get spoiled. But I'm sure for those who don't have Facebook and want to see the picture, you can probably Google it and find it. But spoiler is oh now over. So one other thing which I did discuss in the episode of Toe, Chris, starting her fundraiser called Ding Dong Ditch. Well, you guys, she, she commented on Reddit and she said, you know, it's not supposed to be called Ding Dong Ditch. It's supposed to be called Ding Dong Ditchin'. And she went on this probably coked up rant about why she didn't start it herself. She had a friend to do it for her. And now she couldn't get access to the thing. And blah, blah, blah. So she's just hard all over. Y'all, what I didn't mention was that Miss Debbie actually donated this, those 50 bucks. The 50 bucks was from Miss Debbie. So, um, so I don't know. But she's an absolute mess and most of it I couldn't decipher. <laughs> so, I will post that to Facebook and Instagram, and you guys can try to decipher her ramblings yourself if you want to. She's an absolute kook, and I don't think anyone should be giving her any money because I don't believe for a second she's actually ding-dong and ditching to anybody. I really don't. I think she's using the money for her own personal use, if you get where I'm going with that. Anyway. That's it for the hot goss. We're going to jump into the episode. And again, like I said, guys, these episodes are long, um, especially the fourth one. It, there's so much jam-packed in that episode. So we're going to jump right in now to Bachelorette Season 20, Episode 4, which was last week's episode. We are in Stevenson, Washington. It looks gorgeous. looks very nice. This place is in the heart of the Columbia River Gorge. That is what Jesse tells us. Well, Jesse tells the guys. He's only not stable. <laughs> Apparently here in good old Stevenson, Washington, there is the most Bigfoot sightings. So maybe we'll see him or her or them. We don't know. Um, so... Jesse has a date card 
ready to go for us. And Dalton is getting his very first one-on-one date. Brian is being all stupid, as usual, saying that these guys are saying that they have a connection with her, but they haven't had time with her. Like, how can you know you have this connection? And I feel like he was kind of referring, I'm trying to remember who was actually there last week. A lot of the guys that were talking, some of them have connections with her. Then there was others like Sean. I think he was talking quite a bit about his connection. His connection was very brief. Um, and obviously, if you watch this week's episode, um, there's a reason why I say he's a little delusional. Not even delusional. I don't even say that. Just not reading the room. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then he says, like, again, like an idiot, they don't even know her favorite color. Sir, do you know her favorite color? Because I don't know if that's ever come up. Dang, if that's, I don't think Sock knew her favorite color. And he kept her there till the last four. I, I'm so confused. Anyway. As I mentioned, Sean. He's driving Brayden insane, he says, because he just won't stop talking about his connection and wanting time and God forbid. Anyway, he starts kind of mocking Sean a little bit and (laughs) this was funny, harsh, but funny. I laugh actually, and I hate it that I did because I don't want Brayden to say anything funny. But he says that Sean has a butt chin. He's not wrong. He compares it to Prince Charming from Shrek. He actually does kind of look like Prince Charming. And once he said it, I couldn't unsee it. That's because I was trying to figure out who he looked like. It's like, he looks like something. He looks like a cartoon character. It's that. Anyway. Again, Brayden says, I have the strongest connection with her. You know, he got that first impression, Rose. Then he got that date. And then last week... She could have taken that rose off me, but she didn't. So I definitely have the strongest connection. Yet later, sir, you'll say that that conversation fucked you all the way up. So I'm confused. Anyway. Um, and by the way, y'all, according to Brayden, favorite color is blue. I don't know. We have to find out. I'm sure we will find out from her whether or not her favorite color is blue. So. We're at the date now with the Dalton. They're going bungee jumping, y'all. Let me tell you, I am way too black to be going bungee jumping. I am Charity because Charity didn't want to do the bungee jumping. She did do it and she did it twice. Good for you. I'm not doing it because you know why? I'm a little girl who watched the episode where Trevor had to do the bungee jumping for Hillary on their wedding day. Y'all know how that turned out if you watched the episode. Hillary Blanks, will you marry? That's not me. (laughs) That's not me. So, 
you'll never catch this girl doing bungee jumping. Anyway. They're going to be bungee jumping off of the tallest bridge in all of North America. The fuck no. <laughs> One of Dotton's biggest heights is fears. No, 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 yeah. He's so afraid that he mixed it up. His biggest fears are heights. She's freaking out, like I mentioned. She's not about this. And we are told that it is a 20-story bridge. I'm pretty sure that's the height of my building at work, pretty much. Like, very close to. The fuck no. I'm not doing that. But, y'all, they do it. They jump off of this bridge. And Charity, she loved it so much. They went again. They did it twice. Twice is nice, right? Um, But they loved the fact that they were able to do it. They did it together. So it was a whole thing. It was great. Um, And after they're jumping off the bridge, we see her rainbow. It was so pretty. So, anyway. Back to the guys. Well, mainly back to Brayden. Okay. Brayden's talking to Xavier. I believe it was Xavier. Um, about him possibly going home. Because, again, he has the strongest connection with her, y'all. But he's so fucked up from that conversation. I don't know where it came from. Because I told her everything. Everything that Aaron said, I I told him myself. I don't know why he's country all of a sudden, because he's from San Diego. But but I I, I told her, so I I don't understand. Like, I thought you had the strongest connection, but you want to go home? Because you're so fucked up in your head? He's such a man-child, anyway. Aaron, on the other hand, he's talking to Joey about what happened and, you know, what he said to her um, and how she took it. And he does say, which I thought, oh, so I watched this episode twice. I watched both the episodes twice. They were both odd to me the second, the, each time I, I, I'm like, my face made a face. <laughs> Every time I heard him say this, because I'm like, did she? He apparently says that Charity said that she noticed that something was concerning regarding Brayden. Did she, though? Like, I don't recall her saying that. I just recall her listening to him when he was telling her what was happening and her acknowledging it and her basically, I don't know whether she said this to him, but then her deciding to go talk to him about it. But she never said that she was concerned or she was hearing concerns roughly I, I I was a little weird shocked by him saying that because I don't recall it unless that didn't make it into the edit I don't know but you think something like that would have made it into the edit so I I, I don't know I thought it was very weird that he said that because I don't remember her saying that um but yeah, I think, I don't know. But anyway, Joey 
said that he appreciated Aaron for doing what he did. Um, like some of the other guys didn't really appreciate it, but he did. And again, that's a man because I don't understand how these men, I, I get that the timing is off. I don't think they had a problem necessarily with her finding out about it. It was the timing of it because it did take time away from the other guys. But is it, is it Aaron that's doing it or is it, is it Brayden at the end of the day? And that's a reason why I say that. For those who didn't watch the episode, you'll find out as we get there. Brayden is nothing but a time stealer from everybody, even if it's not happening from him directly. Let me put it that way. Back to Brayden and his little conversation. He says that, you know, I just wish she would stop being the Bachelorette. Should be her. But she is the Bachelorette. And this is how it goes. They are given certain rules that are unspoken, and I'm sure, in a sense, to the whole world. But at this point, we've been watching the show now for over 20 years. Both of these, you know, all, all the different adaptions that have come out of this bachelor bachelorette bachelor pad bachelor in paradise bachelor winter kings we have seen this over and over again now there are certain rules like you can't i mean it's a little more looser with like bip um it's been a hot minute since we've had bachelor pad but it's like there are certain rules you can't just put it all out there you clearly don't watch the show Meanwhile, we have Sean in the mix here, and Sean says, you know, he keeps saying that, you know, if Dalton doesn't come back with, you know, with the rose or whatever, doesn't come back at all in this case, you know, there's just more roses on the table. Where, in what world did you think that Dalton wasn't going to be getting a rose, honey? They have a strong-ass connection. I, <laughs> okay. Um, John or Tanner, I don't know. I get them too mixed up sometimes. It really won't matter after the next couple of episodes. <laughs> um, you know, they really want whoever it is really wants a one on one, as we have been hearing now for the last few weeks. So we have a group date card, it's come. And the guys are going to be going, the guys that are going, sorry, the guys that are going on a group day here is Joey, Aaron, Michael, Caleb, Brayden, Sean, John, Tanner. And the card reads, meet me in the woods. Xavier is going to be getting the other one-on-one. And we find out here that, again, it makes total sense that Aaron has not been on a group date with Brayden before, so he's a little concerned as to what to expect. Because, again, Aaron got the first one-on-one for the whole season, and then the next week it was Brayden who got the one-on-one. So, yeah, this definitely makes sense. Just never thought about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see how it goes. But, y'all... Back to the date with Dalton. They are, we see them making s'mores. 
Real cute. He, oh, I love a s'more. Anyway, he tells her that he came here to the States when he was four. And he tells us that he can't have won a lottery. So he does explain this lottery system with her. But, you know, most of us probably watch 90 Day Fiance and probably have some idea as to what a lottery is. But I guess for those who don't, I think the lottery system is basically like, as he described it, you call in to immigration, say, yo, immigration, I want to come to the States. And there's a certain number of slots, let's say. Um, And as long as you're one of those people in those slots, you come up. So I'm, I'm assuming that's what his mom did and was able to bring him up that way. A lottery system is something you just don't see anymore. I can't, like, we we have a similar system here in Canada. I don't think it's necessarily called a lottery system, but it's, we do do that. But I'm curious to know if we still do it. Um, I feel like whenever we hear lottery system, it's those people who have been, maybe came out like 30 plus years before, is this something you just don't see anymore? I think this is something they should they should do or keep doing. Um, I I know for when I was doing this process for my ex, that they were doing a similar thing for grandparents, I believe. Um, but I can't imagine we're still doing it. But anyway, so. So she, you know, talks about her upbringing and the fact that, you know, she did have a really good upbringing, had a good childhood. Um, and from that, she got to a place where she felt like she had to be the best kind of person. She had to really achieve all her goals and work really hard. And I mean, she definitely did. She is a speech pathologist. I think she's a, a, like a youth, like a child speech pathologist. Could be wrong there, but I mean, that's, that's an amazing job to have. So she definitely is a hard worker. Um, all of these guys are God. Um, <laughs> But, you know, of course, she gives him the rose and they end off their date going into the hot tub. So now we are at the group date and Charity has brought some experts on the woods, Girl Scouts, she brought Girl Scouts, and we're going to go through every little bit of this, like, the, the activity part of the group date, um, because that's not the exciting part, guys, <laughs> we'll get there, um, so the girls introduce themselves, there's three of them, and there's one, Aria, my lord, this little girl is scary as fuck, because I literally wrote, she's broken, She's broken. What's wrong with her? Um, 
<laughs> Joey is terrified of the girls, he says. The other ones seemed fine, but they were a little hardcore, let's say, and they took no nonsense. They're like, you boys. <laughs> God. <laughs> so basically, the the theme of the state of the activity part is they're going to be doing like scavenging and different woodsy type of things. Um, and whoever impresses them the most is going to get extra time with charity at the kissing tree. So before I even go into this, Brayden is in his element as he says, and he's like, you know, you know, all these guys are just wearing all these layers. And oh, I'm over here. I'm about to sort of take off all my clothes. I'm like, just, you're from San Diego where it's warm, honey. I don't understand. How are you okay in the, the cold? Good old cold of Stevenson, Washington. What are you proving? Anyway, and please keep your shirt on. <laughs> so, the first thing that they end up doing is basically scavenging for something that's edible. Um, someone finds like wild berries. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I it actually might have been Brayden because like he's all about, oh, I'm in my element. And, you know, I, I got this. And, you know, the guys, they don't know what they're doing. Yet he literally sitting down on like, I don't know, something in the woods. And it's like, y'all, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what? You literally just said, you know what you're doing and you got this and you're a woodsy guy. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, anyway, because I'm pretty sure he's the one that got like poisonous berries. Anyway, Aaron got like fish or something because he had this bright idea to go um to like the the creek and to be like there's probably fish in there so he did that actually no sorry it wasn't a fish it was a frog and he's like we can make frog legs the girls were kind of mortified anyway the girls while they're doing this little scavenger hunt for food (laughs) um the girls ask Charity, like, who's the smartest? Is it Brayden? Like, is Brayden or, like, someone else? And she's like, Brayden is not the smartest. Oh. oh, my God. And again, I'm sorry, but I need him to be smart because he's a nurse. I'll never let him touch me. You, oh, he, he needs to go somewhere else to be a nurse because people will recognize his ass. The guy's when it comes to this whole Brayden is, I'm good and I'm, I'm going to take off more layers. The guys are like, why isn't he wearing a coat? <laughs> what the f- Again, like us, what the fuck is he proven? Because they don't understand that like, it's cold. Like, why isn't he wearing a coat? Let him freeze. That's fine. Anyway. Like, one of the things that you are taught as a child, at least in the Jamaican household, is who must, who does not hear must feel. So let him feel. Anyway. They start doing the other challenge. 
which I don't even know what the challenge was. I don't really care. Um, but at the end of it, the guy who ends up getting more time with Charity is Aaron. Aaron got more time with the kissing tree. Brayden, you know, can help but laugh, you know, because Aaron didn't show skills. He didn't know what he was doing. You didn't want to cook a cutter guy. That's a cook a cutter guy for you. Wasn't it not you who said you didn't know what the fuck you were doing? And yet here's Aaron going into the fucking creek to go find some frogs because guess what? Frogs are edible. Whether I choose to eat them is another thing altogether. But they are technically edible because bald people eat frog legs. But you wanna, you wanna. Mm-mm. But Aaron has no skills. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. And he, and then he says, no disrespect on her. No, he means disrespect on her. But he really wants someone who's just a little more adventurous. Because that's what he needs. He needs adventure. Adventure. Shut up. Like, honestly... You, sir, in your own, came out of your own mouth, said, I don't know what I'm doing when you're trying to find food. But you want to sit here and be like, you know, I really need someone who's more adventurous. So what about Patty? Was she adventurous? Because you woke up with her. Anyway. And he says, you know, she's a great girl, but maybe for someone else. (laughs) Wasn't he not just saying two seconds ago that he has the strongest connection with her and he's been saying that? I got glass on my lips and all of this nonsense. But, you know, maybe she's better for somebody else. Anyway. Now's the after party section. This is where the fun begins, y'all. Aaron says that, you know, the obvious thing, you know, having a conversation with the guys while waiting for charity to get there is, you know, the engagement, whether or not, you know, we're ready for the engagement. And he seems to be ready for it. And the other guys are talking about their readiness for, you know, engagement. And then Brayden, God, Fucking Brayden. I'm so happy to talk about him after this episode. God. And it's in the moment. He says that he feels like he's more mature, laughable um, than the other guys. The fuck you say? Um, someone says that this process really does work. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you here just for a second, and say, statistically, this process does not fucking work. If we think about who has, you know, chosen people 
whether, and I'm talking about every, every adoption, whether it's bachelor, bachelorette, BIP. If we look at those people, you know what? I'm not going to include winter games because of the reason why I'm including it. You, you have people, our own host was a bachelor and he is not even with the person that he chose at the end. If I think of the top of my head, there's a few people who have actually stayed together. You have our original with, um, what's her face? Um, I can't remember her name right now. Oh God. Trista and her husband. They're still together. Okay, great. You have Ashley and, um, I can't remember his name either. They're still together. We've recently seen um, Jojo and her guy. They're still together. Great. You have those people who are still together. You have like Ashley and what's his face? I can't remember the guy's names I've noticed. (laughs) She wouldn't give up on VIP until she got the guy. And she did get the guy. And they're still together. And I love it. And they have to work. They have to. There's no other way. But then you have like, um, there's another VIP couple who like they got married and they had kids and it didn't look like it was going to go so good when they were on VIP together. It looked like she was definitely getting the ick from him, but they got married and they had children and they're getting a divorce now. And then you had like Serena and, um, or Serene, I think her name is Serene, and um, Brandon, they're not together, and they should have, they, that, that should have worked. This process doesn't work. This process doesn't work. And the reason why I thought even Winter Games, Claire and Benoit, for those who ever watched the Canadian Bachelor, Bachelorette, um, Benoit was on the Canadian Bachelorette. He's from Quebec. He was on the Winter Games. Him and Claire hooked up. And they were together for a bit, and that didn't work out. <laughs> Shit never worked out for her <laughs> when it came to this. We have in Nick Vial, who has been on the show, what, four fucking times, and never worked out either time. Either time. So, this process doesn't work and that just kind of goes to the show that these guys probably don't watch the show or don't know what happens after the fact or maybe producers told them to say it but this process doesn't fucking work but it's fucking entertaining to watch anyway let's continue um brandon says that you know he also doesn't think that this process works Maybe he does watch the show, but you know, of course he has something to say about that. And he does also say on top of that, that, you know, he doesn't necessarily know if he's going to be ready to get engaged at the end of this. He doesn't even know if he wants to be engaged at the end of this. And my thing is, you know, technically, number one, if you don't believe in this process, which I love watching the process. I would not do the process. Um, if you don't believe in the process, if you know you don't want to be engaged at the end of this, why are you here? I want to know your motive for being here. 
because the only thing I feel is that you just wanted clout. Good or bad, you're being talked about. So I I, I want to know why you're here. So Aaron says that, you know, I feel like you're just wasting your time, my time, everybody's time, charity's time. Like, so obviously, because Aaron is saying anything to him right now, Brayden is pissed off, right? Um, he's pissed off that Aaron's talking. He's pissed off that Aaron said anything to Charity last week. He said, you know, you did me dirty. Then don't open your big ass mouth to people. Rule number one that you learn, if you don't want people to know your business, don't tell anybody. Anyway. Bran says that I haven't said anything different to her than what you told her. And you know what? That is, I hate that I have to agree with him, but that is one thing I have to say is he did tell her everything that Aaron ended up telling her. The problem is, is that she accepted it. And I do wonder if she got mad in the moment because she was more embarrassed than anything else. Because my thing is, if you want an engagement at the end of this, why would you settle with Brayden when he literally told you, I don't know if I can do this? That would have been the time to let him go. No, instead, and she kind of admits this on her date with him, that she thinks she can change his mind, that she thinks she can fix him. You can't fix anybody. So if he is literally showing you who he is, believe him and listen to him and you should have gotten rid of him. So I do wonder if she was just embarrassed more so than anything and she had no choice but to confront Brayden in that moment because I think that the men would have been like, why are you keeping this guy then if you know? If you know that he doesn't want an engagement at the end of this, but I do and most of the other men here do too. Why are you keeping him here? That's what I think she got mad about. And we'll get there in a minute. Because she kind of... She kind of wraps that up for me um, in in a minute. And again, we kind of see like a montage of him saying different things to the guys. But again, that proves nothing for me. There are... I think there are certain things that he definitely says about charity that charity doesn't know. For example, him saying to Xavier, you know, I wish you'd just be herself and on the bachelorette for a minute. Things like that, little digs like that. Um but the heart of it in terms of I don't know if I'm ready for any he had that fucking conversation with her and she kept him. Sean then says that he has a Undoubtedly had the most time with her, like Brayden. So, what more do you need to see? I hear him on that, but at the end of the day, there is nothing this guy said to her directly. She didn't say he didn't say anything different to her directly than what. He 
opened up his big mouth about this after his date with her. So, I don't know. He, just because, and again, in a, in a real world, in a real dating situation, just because you have a, a lot of time with a person doesn't necessarily mean you see an engagement at the end of this or you want to get married to the person at the end of this. Doesn't necessarily mean any of those things. And we also have to remember Sky is 20 fucking four years old. This man's not ready for marriage. He's ready to dick down somebody else. He's not ready to be married. Anyway, um, at that point, as we are seeing a lot of this, con- this conversation unfold, we do see Charity walking the halls to where the guys are. And she does come in and Brayden, as she's walking in, says that he would be ready to leave as she's walking in. I don't know if she heard it, but he does say it. And Charity says, like, you know, what is the conversation? What's going on? And the guys kind of go quiet, including Brayden. And she says, Brayden, what's going on? And he does kind of explain what's been going on, obviously, with this conversation. And Sean actually pipes up and says that, you know, if you don't know if you want to get on a knee at the end of this, then what are you doing? Like, what are you doing here? She agrees. And then Aaron then says that. Brandon said that he has... Sorry, let me go back again. Let me repeat this. Aaron says that Brayden has had his bags packed and that he does not trust the process. Again, can I just kind of state the obvious? Like, I don't know if Brayden is packing his bags on top of when you actually have to pack your fucking bags, but if you've watched this show enough, which I'm hoping most of us have, um, you have to pack your bags before every date. Because if you get sent home, here we have a little dude here taking your bag and wheeling it out or whatever. So you have to pack your bag after, before every date, group date, one-on-one date, two-on-one date, every date. You have to pack your bag. Because your, your bag, is, if you don't get chosen, not actually married on a group date. A group date wouldn't, but a one-on-one, two-on-one. You have to pack your bag. So he has had a one-on-one, so he would have had to pack his bag. So maybe, yeah, maybe he shouldn't actually be packing his bag, now that I think about it. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, Aaron says that. Um, and again, this is not something she didn't fucking know. He may not have said, oh, I packed my bag. But he did say, when they were still in LA, that I wanted to leave. The men aren't telling her something that she didn't fucking know. Brayden's been telling her everything. 
This is the thing. It's Brandon is shit. He's a shit. I don't like him. I'm happy he's gone. He's the he's the worst. However, he's been telling her everything. He's been saying the quiet parts out loud to her, and she's ignored it. So, um, whether or not he trusts the process, the whole. I don't think anyone trusts this fucking process. But anyway, again, if you don't trust the process, though, don't be on the show. And then somebody else says, I don't remember who said this, but there is one person in this group that has packed his bags more than once, more than twice, I think is actually what he said. It might have been um, John who said it. And that's been Brandon. And technically, technically speaking, he should have only packed his bag once when he had his one-on-one date. And Brayden in his in the moment says that he thinks that. Now, at first, when you hear him say this, you think he's referring to the men. But now I'll start to wonder if he's referring to charity along with that. He says that everyone is fake. Well, Mm, you're a little fake too. <laughs> but again, it's hard for me to say that because he has told her everything and she accepts it. Um, so Charity says to Brandon, let's go talk. So they go to talk and, and he tells her that he has not been excited. You know, and the last conversation, it really shook him because he just didn't understand why she was mad when he had told her everything. Again, very, very true. She actually backpedals a little bit and says, I wasn't mad, ma'am. You were mad. Roll the tape. You were mad. But that's why I said before. I feel like she had to be mad or had to show like she was mad because here's a guy who has clearly said, I don't know if I'm ready for an engagement at the end to her and only her. And she accepted it and gave him the rose. And then here is another guy who she has also built a connection with, who she has also given a rose to on a one-on-one and says, Brandon ain't it. And here's why. And she is like, fuck, if these guys know that I let him stay, they're probably not going to trust me. Because again, if you've watched this fucking show before, this is what happens. For example, just last season with Zach, here is Zach going around to everybody saying, you know, to the, the final three, I'm not I'm not gonna have sex with anybody. You know, I I think that that should be reserved just for the person that I end up picking at the end of this. And, you know, that's that. He has his date with again, guys, I don't remember names. 
at this point. I don't remember the name of the girl he picked, although I wanted him to pick her. I don't remember anybody's names. However, we're gonna we're gonna go here. He goes on a on a date with the chick from New York slash Jersey. And she's fucking gorgeous, if anyone remembers. She's a very sexual person. However, he doesn't sleep with her. He then goes on a date with um the second girl, the one who's from Vermont. The one who snuck in to the top three. Because <laughs> he was well behind before that. And he sleeps with her. And then what does he do? He tells the other girl who he does end up picking that he slept with the other one. But then doesn't tell the other girl that he had sex with that girl. He just sends her home. And when all that shit came out, when that shit came out, he lost trust of of both of them in that moment. Now that's not of extreme, but that's the most recent one that I can remember. Um, it has happened to Sebastian as well. He, he, she's seen the show before, and she knows if they know I kept him, they're going to be so mad at me. So I have to be mad at him. Let's continue. <laughs> um... She said that she came to him with the concerns because she was confused. And he doesn't know where he sits with her. And she's very frustrated. And he said that he is not going to pretend when it comes to his feelings. I don't want you to, Brayden. <laughs> I really don't. Um... He's nervous about talking to to her. Um, because I guess he just doesn't know when the next shoe will drop. Let it drop. He says that he does like her, but that he doesn't want to be there right now. This environment is not good for him in terms of getting to a place where he can see a future, I guess. And she's upset. But she does welcome out past the guys and she says that he reminds her of her past relationships he has always reminded you of your past relationships but you chose to ignore it um you know just the mere fact of his never taking accountability now here's what i'll say yes i don't think he takes accountability but i don't know he, I don't know, he showed his ass to you before you ignored it. Um, he really does continue his victim edit, even though you are a villain, sir. Um, and he feels that the door isn't fully shut for them yet. Y'all, she needs to shut that door. She needs to bolt that door Hell, she might even need to nail it shut. I, and I'll get to it in the next episode, but I have concerns. I'm so scared. Anyway, she comes back to the guys and she's not okay. But does that, 
he will not be coming back. So we continue with this date. Everyone gets their time. And I'm not going to go into the time that each guy has, but the group date rose. It goes to Joey. So group date is now over. So now we're at the one-on-one date. Um, and it can, it's with Xavier. They're going to be doing just some local favorites. They end up going to a fruit festival, I believe. Um, she does say that, you know, he is boyfriend material, but is he fiance material? Well, find out. So at the fruit festival, we kind of just see them, you know, having some different types of things and whatever. I'm not going to go through every little thing that they do. Um, but, you know, we do see them stomping on some pear jelly. <laughs> we see them bobbing for apples. The fuck no. And I will not be bought. So many people bob for fucking apples and that fucking... We just had COVID, y'all. Anyway, he does remind her of um of a guy she would have dated in her past. She is definitely in her, in her head when it comes to Xavier. Um, she questions whether or not her connection with him is strong enough. She needs to know how loyal of a man he is. Because again, last mentioned, she's really in her head about I would date this guy in my past. She does ask him about his past relationships. And what fears does he have? And he says that he gives all of himself to a relationship. And he does fear that someone won't do the same. He's experienced that in his previous relationship. Um, And, you know, she relates. And her fear is that she... Um, has experience in fidelity or in her past, and she's is afraid that she'll experience that in her marriage. So he tells her that she does not have to worry about that with him. You know, he does talk about the fact that what motivates him, what also motivated him into the career path that he's on, is the fact that his mom has MS, multiple sclerosis, and that. You know, he has seen, like, his dad really take care of her. Um, and that's what he wants to be able to do. And that really hit home for me um, when it came to him saying that he has a parent that has MS. Um, because my dad has MS. He has had MS now for about, Jesus, um, probably about 20 years now. Um, and I've seen how that illness has progressed over the years and it's really hard thing to watch um not everyone ends up looking like montel williams for those who know montel williams is jesus i just aged myself again (laughs) but yeah i i definitely felt for him in that moment because i'm like i get it i i know exactly what that feels like to have a parent um have to go through that. Um, yeah. So he definitely, I don't want to say brownie points, but I get him. 
I definitely get him. And I hope that whatever career path he ends up on, whatever he ends up doing, and if his mother's MS is the reason he doesn't and he wants to find a cure for it, more power to you because there needs to be one for this. Um, so enough of that. He gets the rose. So, yeah. So we are at the rose ceremony or more so the cocktail party. And, you know, we see her having time with the group. All's going well. Um, we didn't see her showing a picture, like a, a, a child picture photograph of herself to um, Dalton because he showed her a picture of him when he was little. So she's doing, she's showing him that. Um, so then, enough of that. We're going to get to the fun part. We see that somebody is walking in the woods towards the, the building that they're all in. And you're wondering, who is it? Is it Bigfoot? Who's coming? Who do we see in the woods? Well, meanwhile, all the guys are absolutely oblivious to whoever is approaching. They're drinking, they're talking, they're, they're living their best life in this moment. And then Aaron. Aaron's face looks like he has just seen a ghost. Well, maybe in a way he has, because in walks fucking Brayden. Why is Brayden here? Why are you here, sir? Brayden, he just walks right past the guys. He just walks right fucking past them. And at this point, we know he's clearly looking for charity. And the group of guys, they're fucking pissed. And they're like, why the fuck is he here? Um, and he does end up finding Charity. And she is actually on some time with John. And they are actually fucking kissing, y'all. And he just stands there and waits for her to stop. He's just standing there. And I'm like, do you want to come back later? Or, you know, better yet, never. <laughs> Go away. Um, so they're completely oblivious to this. So they pull apart. And then John looks up and notices him. And he's like, whoa. And then Charity turns around. And she sees him. And she gasps. And then we went to commercial. That wasn't good editing as well. Not nearly as good as the editing with Nicola and Misha at the club, but it was, it was decent. I think we're at a solid four. So now we're back. And as we clearly can see, John's time has been interrupted. And he goes back to the guys and he is fucking pissed. He is so mad. And Sean says that he doesn't care about the rose, but you walk in here, like he's saying, like, Brandon doesn't care about the rose. You walk in here 
in flip-flops and a scarf. Y'all, <laughs> Sean himself is wearing a fucking scarf. And the producers actually say, well, you're wearing a scarf. And he says, it's cashmere. It's cashmere. I haven't laughed so hard. Oh my God. He was just so like, it's cashmere. What do you mean? So back to Braden. Charity is being shady as fuck because she's like, oh, my, my, my lipstick, my lips. Let me fix myself. What do you want? Cause she was literally was kissing John. Like she's, she's clearly trying to get him jealous and it's like, but why? You know, there's no reason I'm trying to be getting him jealous. Um, but at the same time, it's great. He tells her that he just didn't want to leave things as they did. You know, he just doesn't want her to think that she did anything wrong. And that, you know, I'm just, it's me. I'm, I'm in my head. We'll get to her response in a minute. So, as we see Jaden, uh, Jaden, God, John, he's best. And I said in this moment that Brandon is just rehashing everything he clearly already said. Like, why is he here? She questions whether he was ever being genuine with her. A man doesn't say the quiet part out loud and not be genuine. Like, I, okay, genuine is the wrong word to use because he's not genuine, but he definitely told you everything that he was thinking and feeling about this process, and you kept him. It's very similar. I, I, I compare it to Hannah Brown and the guy she picked. He said the quiet part out loud to you, to her as well, right? He. He told her, you know, I came on here because I just really wanted to advance my country music career. But then I fell in love with you. I don't want to be here. And she picked him. Y'all, y'all saw how that turned out. She's not with him anymore. She went on a date with every other guy that was in her top three, though. She, oh God, I'm not going to rehash that season of Peter's season. My God, that was... Anyway, um, he says that I don't want you. Like, I didn't think that anything you did is the reason why, as I said already. And she says, I know. I know I didn't do anything. And yeah, you did get in your head. So, he leaves, but as he does, Aaron gets up and he kind of goes in front of him and he says, you need to apologize to John. You stole time from him. And Brandon says, get out of my face. He walks right past him. He says, you know, I didn't come here to talk to any of you, basically. Um, And then like, He's walking away, but the guys are like following him, and Aaron is just going off at this point. And he, I missed this the first time I watched, but I noticed it the second time. And he actually, Brayden to Aaron, 
basically says like, oh yeah, Aaron, you have a big dick and you're just showing it. They basically show, I, I don't know, like big, like he had big dick energy or something. Like, and I said, what? First of all, first of all, Aaron probably does have a big dick. Let's be real. And I think Brandon probably does too, which I hate so much. That man should have a like fucking micro dick. But anyway, but that's the point. <laughs> I was like, what? I was shocked by him saying anything like that. Um, so John comes to talk to him. And he at this point, he's already in like the van. And he's... He says, you know, you really fucked up my time. You stole from me. I'm probably going to go home because of this. Like, you know, why do you keep doing this? And Brandon does talk to him. And he says, you know, I wasn't trying to fuck your time up. I'm sorry. Whatever. I don't even know if he apologizes, but, you know, he does acknowledge like I wasn't trying to fuck your time up. No, I'm not. You really weren't trying to fuck his time up, but you were clearly trying to fuck somebody's time up. He probably was hoping it would have been Aaron, but anyway. Um, you know, he is pretty aggressive with the other guys. And Aaron says, you know what? Close this fucking door. Get out of here. Push the gas. And they pretty much walk away. And Brandon says that was not okay. Sir, you showing up on a group date was not okay. Or sorry, not a group date. This is the real ceremony. That's not okay. You could have gone to her room on a separate time and had a conversation with her. You still want to go on airtime, right? In this case, not only do you want airtime, but you also want to fuck these guys' worlds up. Mainly Aaron. Maybe Sean at this point as well. Like, you don't care. But Brayden is gone for good. We will not be seeing him again unless he's on the mental L, which he better be on the mental L. If he's not on the mental L, I don't know. I might not be able to cover this. <laughs> I need him to go. I need him to just bury himself more. I need men to go on off on him. I need it. It will give me life. Anyway, the guys go back to sit down and they're like, you know, this is going to take time for everybody. Like Sean hasn't even had time yet. And John's like, if it's okay with all you guys, I would like to finish my time with her. And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Mm. Er, <laughs> let's back up here. Because in walks Jesse. And as we know, whenever Jesse walks into a room, the cocktail party is over. And that's exactly what happens. So let's get to the fun part of the guys who get roses. And there's only three roses up for grabs, so there'll be six guys in total for next week. Or this week. <laughs> so the guys who get a rose is Aaron, Tanner, and Sean. So that means the people going home is John, Caleb, and Michael. And, which also includes Brandon, who's left, so four guys were going to be going home this week. 
So this season on, they do it this season on, we see like Xavier is worried about, um, you know, committing to one person. That's a fucking concern. Um, we see whether it's a family member or a friend, which we will see next week, um, next week's episode, um, whether or not she knows the genuine Joey. We see that someone is coming back. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, Aaron doesn't know if he can propose. I'm going to talk about that in a second as well. Let, let me just finish this part up. And we see her almost literally having a panic attack, I guess, about sending one of the two guys home at the end. So let me back up a little bit. Someone comes back, y'all. I'm so fucking terrified it's Brayden. I'm so terrified it's Brayden. Especially because he says, like, the door's not fully closed yet. I'm terrified it's Brayden. But that's my that's my tinfoil hat theory. And then in terms of Aaron kind of saying, I don't know if I'm ready to propose. So hold on a second. You want to get on fucking Brayden's ass. But the fact that he may not be ready to propose. Yeah, you are literally saying that you're not ready to propose. Pot me kettle. Jesus fucking Christ. When I heard him say that, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the only other thing I want to talk about is the end credit scene. <laughs> Poor Jesse, if you didn't watch the show, is literally walking around at Bigfoot. And it's really hot. Bigfoot um, costume, and he's like, "Did you get it? I'm not doing it again." But that is it for episode four. We're gonna take a little break here, and then we will be back with episode five. Yes, episode five. Okay, so we're back and we are going to be jumping into episode five. So we're in NOLA and apparently this is a romantic place to be in. It's a place where you can fall in love. Listen, when I think NOLA, I think beignets, ghost tours jazz music. Romance was not a part of that. But whatever. (laughs) So we find out that two guys are going to be going home this week. Um, Yep. Um, We see the guys are sitting at like a cafe and Aaron is very excited. He's so ready to show her his home because, guys, he's actually not sure if he's from NOLA or he lived in NOLA for a time, but I'm getting the vibe that he's actually from there. Um, so Charity comes to see all the guys and they're talking or whatever, having some drinks, and you basically 
see this horse and carriage come by. And guess what, guys? Someone's getting a date. So we find out that the person who gets to go on this date is Joey. Aaron isn't happy because he's like, I really would have liked to have taken her around Nola in this horse and carriage. Sean is just miserable at this point. And Tanner is losing his patience because Joey is getting a second one-on-one. Where Sean and Tanner have not. But we'll get to it if you haven't watched the episode. You know, having a conversation while riding around the city. She's a history geek. And I relate. I love history. She's probably one of the reasons why I want to go to NOLA. Um, that and beignets. I really want a beignet. I want a beignet from NOLA. So, uh, and, um, anyway, so since she says in her, like in the moment that since they're in the big easy, she's hoping that this day will be easy. So we start seeing like a band playing when the saints come marching in. Um, obviously they're going to get some food, which food look good. And, and they go to, we, we see them kind of going to like a tarot card reader. Um, and then we see them go to like a straight poet, I guess, maybe the proper term to use. Um, before we did though, we kind of see them dancing near the band. And you all Joey's just, just wearing a lot of beads. <laughs> but, um... So anyway, the, the street poet, they're answering some questions that this guy has, trying to find out about their um, their relationship. And he's basically going to be creating a poem literally on the spot. Um, in the poem, it goes something like this. Because of course, guys, I wrote the poem down. Duh. <laughs> So basically says, for Charity and Joey, hold my hand, hold my past and future. I sink into you without thinking. It's so easy. I'm scared. Could it really be like this? Caught in the wind, letting you take us wherever it leads. I see myself in your eyes. Like I've always been there. Like my heart was always searching for yours. Words to make it sing. So hold my hand and feel the sky breaking open. This is our chance to breathe. For you and me. Now it is the night portion of the day. She asks how his family would feel about meeting her. And he says that they would be happy about meeting someone he is happy about. However, they would be guarded for him because he has been hurt in the past. And they just don't want him to be hurt again. Then she asks him like how he would feel about being in an interracial relationship. Because due to her past relationship, which I think we never really knew before, her ex, who I guess maybe was the one who cheated on her, 
I'm assuming based on this that he is a white man. And she says, you know, it's all great in the beginning when you think you can handle something like that. And then as time goes on with the times we live in, you know, we still have people who question and look at you a weird way when you're with someone who's um, in an interracial relationship. Um, And he just ended up not being able to handle it. And she worries that, you know, if she is with a white man, again, at the end of this, um, that, you know, he won't be able to handle it. So I think he gives a fairly good answer here. He says, you know, although he has never been with a black woman before, he is hopeful that he can handle it. And he's optimistic. And... that his family will be okay with him being with a black woman. But he also says that you have to be realistic in the fact that I don't truly know what I'm, what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to handle things. There's just certain things that you're not going to know until you're in the moment. And I didn't think this was a, a, a good answer. I don't have much to say here only because I have mainly been with black or brown men. Um, I have dated a white guy, I think, once, um, maybe twice. And um, it, it's just something that was very short-lived, didn't really last long. Um, so I don't have much to say here, but I would say this as a human that you hope people don't care that you're in an interracial relationship because at the end of the day, it's not your business. My relationship is not your business. Um, But people still have problems. And trust me, it's not just like the white community who sees a black man or a black woman with a white man or woman. You don't get it just from that community. You also get it from the black community as well, 100%. She does get very emotional from his answer. Um, she says that the world is very overwhelming, but with the right person, you can get through it all. And I absolutely loved that, which is why I wrote it down in the first place, because normally I wouldn't write stuff like that down. But she's right. The world is very overwhelming in all aspects of life these days. And But when you have the right person there beside you, you can get through everything really and truly. So I like that. And, of course, she gives him the rose. So back with the guys, very briefly. Xavier, man, he has serious jokes. I really like him, like, in that sense. (laughs) He's funny. I'm trying to remember now what he said. Okay, yes, I remember now. So he basically was like, because they're talking about the date and Joey and everything. And Xavier's like, I don't want to be thinking about them. Because they'd be kissing. <laughs> it was just his face and how he did it. It was so funny. But um, then we hear a knock, knock, knock on the door. Dotton goes to get the card. And, you know, Sean really wants us to be a one-on-one. He wants to be the one who gets it. So the name's on the card. Sean and Tanner, just those two people. 
So y'all, we're at a two-on-one. And if you've watched this show many times before, you know with a two-on-one, one gets the rose, one goes home. So on the day card, it says, it's time to get clarity. Meet me at the bayou. So both Sean and Tanner at this point are kind of freaked out. Except Sean is taking it extremely hard. He says he's confused, he's shocked, and he is pissed. So now it's two on one time. They're heading to the bayou, as the Descartes said. Sean wishes that it was just him on this date, and her, obviously, on this date. I'm sure Tanner feels the same way. Um, he says that he's going to be going into his competitive mode. Because he really wants this rose. And it was kind of at this point when he said, like, I'm going to be going to my competitive mode that I was just getting very annoyed with this guy. I was very annoyed with Prince Charming. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Brayden. That was great. Anyway. Um, Charity just wants to have fun. Right. And she doesn't want to think about the big elephant on the bayou, which is this two-on-one date. So, y'all, look at them looking at some gators. And we have Captain Tom with us. He's going to be showing us these gators. And Captain Tom, again, he has some jokes. He was He was a delight. Okay, so... Like I said, gators. We see, we see one gator, then we see two gators. Then we see a whole group of gators. And I said, you know what? I'm so good. I wouldn't even want to be on that freaking boat near those gate near that group of gators. Shit. Anyway. Apparently we find out, which I never knew, which made me sick to my poor stomach, was that gators apparently eat other smaller gators, so they're cannibals. That's the flea. Um, so Sean basically um, solidifies at this point that I will never go to Florida, except for Disney World. I have to go to Disney World. No, I know that's in Florida, but I'm going to go. Because he literally says, oh, yeah, like, you see all kinds of gators. And apparently they get so fucking big because they just eat everything. And I said, y'all can keep this shit because I'm not. No, thank you. Um, so then we see another gator on top of another gator. And it's either, is this X-rated or are they just cuddling? I don't know. Anyway. Captain Tom seemed to think that it was X-rated, so um, so we're back on land, and Captain Tom has dumped a whole shitload of crawfish, so they're just going at the crawfish. She decides that she wants both of them to go to dinner tonight. So usually, what I remember from past two-on-one dates. That this is the part of the date where you, they usually pick one person to go back to dinner with. So they have kind of a the two-on-one turns to a one-on-one in a sense. Not her. 
she has not gotten clarity yet. So she's not going to be choosing anybody right now. Charity, while in her in the moment, is kind of, you know, just saying how the date, this part of the date went. And then all of a sudden, here comes fucking Prince Charming. And he's just like, okay, we're going to be going now. Okay, bye. And he starts just kissing her and she kisses him back. But then like, here's Tanner over there being kind of like, the fuck? It was just so weird. And he's like, okay, and I'll see you later. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Like, thanks or any time or something very just not the right thing to say in that moment. And I was like, okay, so back to the whole comment about your competition shit. You're clearly just doing this so that you can get a leg up. Don't like that. Anyway, and she clearly is just so fucking gullible because she's just like, why is he so sweet? Like, seriously, like she's being serious. And I'm like, that's not sweet. He's playing the game. He's playing the game right now. Um, so now it's dinner time. And she ends up talking to Sean first. And he tells her that he really wants her to meet his family because they're so special. Because what, Tanner's isn't anywhere. Um, Then she talks to Tanner and he tells her that he has had his guard up um, due to his past relationship. And he tells her and us that he was in a relationship for about three years and after just a small argument with his ex-girlfriend, she ended up packing her bags and going to Florida and he never saw her again. John, this is sound familiar. And didn't that happen to Riley? <laughs> Why are we doing ladies? Because right now this is the only example I have. Ladies, if you don't want to be with somebody anymore, just say so. Don't don't do that. That's not okay. Especially when you're with this person for three years. Like something doesn't sound right. Like I feel like there's so much more to this than, than but I, Tanner seems to be like a great guy, so I'm not sure. But after three years, you just up and leave to fucking Florida. <laughs> the sinkhole capital of the world. Um Sorry if you guys are Floridians, but anyway, I just, I don't get it. At least, like, I don't know how long Riley was with his girl, but three years, that's a long time to just have it thrown away like that. So, you know, since then, he tends to put his balls up. Obviously, she relates to the story because of her situations with her infidelity and everything like, well, not her infidelity, the fidelity she, meanwhile, Sean says that he's not worried about Sean, or sorry, Tanner, Jesus, um, we'll see, we'll see if he needs to or should be, for those who didn't watch, back with the guys, Aaron is just spiraling at this point, because he just really wanted to have time with her, so we hear another knock, knock, knock at the door. 
And we have another date card. So y'all, it's a one-on-one. And I'm going to read what's on the card first. It says, my heart is racing for you. Meet me at sunrise. So who gets this date? Dalton. Y'all, Aaron is pissed. He is so pissed. He does not know him not getting this one-on-one date means. And here's what I'm going to say, because now we're at the part where everyone has gone. All the one-on-ones have been dealt out at this point. So we have Joey, who had a one-on-one. And his one-on-one, I believe, was the third one-on-one date. Or the third week. Because we had... Aaron had a one-on-one. I know somebody else had a one-on-one, but I don't remember where that is. Then we had um, Brayden, who had a second, the, the, the one-on-one in the second week. Again, don't remember who the other one got. I don't remember. Her. Maybe it was Joey, honestly. It could have been Joey. Because I'm pretty sure he got his one-on-one. Joey got his one-on-one the week after the kiss. So that would have probably been the same week as Brayden. Um, so, right, he had his date. The grand scheme of this. So Aaron was the very first person to get the date, date week one. Dotton was just on a one-on-one the week prior. Why isn't Aaron getting a one-on-one date? If that's the way, if you're going the route, I have no issues with Sean and Tanner being on a two-on-one. We always get a two-on-one. I have issue with the fact that you just had a one-on-one with Dalton, and yet you're giving him another one a week later. I I didn't understand that either. So I fell for Aaron for being best off at that at that moment. But you know, it is what it is. So back at the date. She doesn't know who she's sending home at this point. She tells us that she's getting a stress rash at this point. But in the grand scheme of things, she ends up deciding that she is not going to be handing out a rose tonight. She needs more time. And she wants to allow them to have more time also. Tanner is happy. Sean? Sean is not. He doesn't understand how he can be so sure about her and them, yet she isn't. And this is where I said, then, sir, read the room. Read the room. We'll get there in a minute, though. Um, he says that, you know, once she's left and it's just him and Tanner, that he is scared of the unknown. Truthfully, he is confused, he says. That it won't be the end of Tanner and Sean when it comes to dates this episode. But we'll get there. So now we're at Dalton's date. They are going to be participating in a race. I did not catch the name of this race, but apparently it's a big deal. Um, they end up wearing like this kind of colorful tutu and some bolas. And they two get announced as participants of this race so cool so they are off they start running back with the guys 
Tanner feels like the date wasn't as awkward as he thought it would be. And he thinks that Sean took it really hard. Sean says he was sad that he didn't get the rose from Jerry. And also seeing Dalton's name on on a card um, which is another hit on his ego. Probably especially because he decided to date a week ago. Anyway, he doesn't understand how he is so sure yet again. He says again that he doesn't know how he's sure about her, but he she is not sure about her about him. Basically he's not being validated. Yeah. Back to the date. So I'm not sure in terms of how they finished. At one point she says they finished second, but I'm not sure. We also don't know when this race actually started, but so either they finished at um, 2.41 in the afternoon, or they could have done this race for 2 hours and 41 minutes and 56 seconds, whichever, they completed the race. So now we're at the night portion of the date. She talks about, you know, meeting his family. He says he's excited for her to meet them. But, you know, it is scary. He says that he feels that the fear of his is like being a failure in his life. She says that she can relate and says that they both, you know, try to achieve like the success, not happiness. And he makes her happy and he tells her that he's falling in love with her. She's happy and he gets the rose. Now, what I didn't mention is Joey also said that he's falling in love with her. You know, we're at that point of the season where people are saying, I'm falling in love with you. And she says, thank you. Anyway, because we cannot be like indecisive Ben and saying, I love you to everybody. Like he did. If you know, you know. Anyway, back with the guys. Aaron is just, we hear another knock, knock, knock at the door. There's been a lot of knocks at this door. Um, and we have another day card. And on this day card, it says, Aaron, Xavier, Tanner, and Sean. So they're going on another date and this card reads next stop hometowns so i guess this is kind of like a group date i don't know um sean is upset he's pissed he says that if dot comes back with the rose on his chest all hell is gonna break loose well here comes the fire gates of hell because it's about to go again. And I said this in the last episode. How do you not think that he's going to back with the rose? Their connection is strong. The difference is I wouldn't be surprised that this man is just very quiet about it because no one's business but his and hers. So, um, and like I said, let the hell break loose because Dalton has come back with that rose on his chest. Dalton talks about the date and he brings up this race. 
Aaron's like, yep, mm-hmm, that's, I know the name. He literally says the name of the race with just this look of just disdain. He's so unhappy. Um, Sean at this point is just barely listening and he ends up just getting up. And he says that he just doesn't know what to do at this point. Xavier and his in the moment says that he really likes her band. And I said, you know what? I don't agree. I don't think Sean likes her. I think, or like likes her to that extent. I think Sean is in competition. He was very quick to be like Braden this and Braden that, but I don't think Sean's any better personally. But that's just me. So we come back um, from break and we see that Sean is just pacing. He decides to go talk to Charity. He's going to do it now, right now. He wants to know where he stands. And he just gets to her room and they all hug. He goes in, whatever. And he tells her, you know, just want to know because I am upset about last night and whatever. And she acknowledges that right before, you know, the night before, sorry, she acknowledges that the night before was tough. He tells her that he left the date feeling very confused. He says he feels very confident in their connection, but doesn't know why he hasn't gotten the rose. I find it very funny that he thinks that he's getting this rose. Like, you're so fucking confident that you actually think you're getting this rose. But anyway, she says that the rose holds so much weight and that it would have been a disservice not only to him and Tanner if she just handed it out, but it also would have been a disservice to her. And this is where I said, Sean read the room. He talks about his confidence and her meeting his family. He actually tells her that he is falling in love with her. And she's like, thank you. And she just hangs her head down. And I said again, sir, read the room. Because the room is screaming how she feels right now. And at this point, she basically can't even look at him. And she starts saying that she does have stronger connections. So at this point, you know, she's sending him home. And then, like he didn't even fucking hear her. He says that he knows that if he got that one-on-one date, that one-on-one time with her, that their relationship could have grown. Or not even so, sorry, not even past tense, could grow. He was using it in the present tense. He actually, I felt in this moment, thought that if I can just squeeze a one-on-one time out of her, I can make this work. I'm not going to go home. He says that he doesn't want to give up on them. Honey, she just did, and you're not fucking listening. I don't listen to women when they say no. She just told you no, and you're not fucking listening. So she just doesn't see them together. 
she can't get to the place where he wants her to get to, then he has to just deal with that. So, guys, he's going home. He's crushed, and he still says he's confused. And he says that he's leaving with strong feelings for her. So, now... Sean has exited the building, so the only people who are going to be on that date is Xavier, Aaron, and Tanner. So now we're on the three-on-one. This is what I'm calling it. She talks to Aaron first, and, you know, he tells her how he feels. He says that this week has been very hard because he just sees everyone else going on dates this would have been very special for him being from NOLA. And she asks him, you know, how he, but anyway, they, they seem to have gotten past, um, past it. They're okay. Um, then she talks to Tanner and there wasn't much there to talk about. Um, and then, Xavier says that when she talks to him, that he has doubt. Y'all, he has doubt about, you know, possibly being at the end of this. He says he does really like her. And he's just worried. He's not ready to be in necessarily a committed relationship or be, be committed to one person. He's, it's the marriage part of it that seems to be scaring him. And I felt like those are the red flags. Those are the red flags that you were feeling last week. And you, I mean, I was saying you're, you're being really tough on him and bringing your past into it. But again, when your gut tells you something, listen to it. Um, they're all guilty of that. And with us, because, yeah, anyway. So she's back with everybody, the entire group. And she ends up giving a rose to Aaron. Okay. When she walks Aaron now, Aaron's gone. It's now just Tanner and Xavier. So when it comes to the other two in the group, she basically decides that she will not be giving anyone a rose right now. And that she... We'll see them later tonight, and at that point, she will make a decision. So, we're at the night, we're at tonight now, and she's kind of getting to a point where she's like, I feel like I don't want to waste any more any more of someone's time. She kind of knows what she wants to do at this point, and she's going to deal with it now. She's going to send one of these guys home right now, and that person is Tanner. Obviously, I don't know what she was waiting for. It's obvious for us. I think the viewer can see that out of these strong connections that she has with these men. Sean and Tanner were the two that she didn't have strongest connections with. So why are you prolonging it? I don't understand. 
I honestly think that she wouldn't have prolonged it. She probably would have sent Hannah home that night. That, I mean, in the, in the day, if it wasn't for Xavier saying what he said to her. You can't send both of them home, but we'll see. She does say to him that I don't see how I can go to your family, meet your family, and be able to talk about our connection when we don't really have much of a connection, which is true. That's very true. So she sends them home because it just, it wouldn't be possible to show that. She walks him out of his room to the elevator. And I'm thinking, but you couldn't have just left him in his room and you just walk out of his room. You have to walk someone out. Anyway. So then she goes with Xavier and he doesn't know how this is going to go. He also doesn't know that Tanner has been sent home. And, you know, she kind of walks in there and she says, you know, I don't have to give you this rose, but I want to give you this rose. And she gets rid of the rose. So our, how many guys do we have? I don't even know how many guys we have going into hometowns. I felt like there was, we had six, we lost two, so we have four. So it is only four. So we have Joey going on hometowns, Aaron, Xavier. And Dalton. So, for those those people who listened to the spoiler, now I'm not going to say the whole spoiler, just part of the spoiler, um, which was I guess now two weeks ago. This is the top four that has been leaked out. This top four has definitely shaped up the way that I believe it's reality. Steve said that it would exactly how it's turned out. Now, we don't know how it goes from there. There is the spoiler, a potential spoiler of who is picked. And of course, if you want to know what the spoiler is, go back to the previous episode and you can listen to it. I believe it's the previous episode. It's not that one, then it's the the episode before that. But I'm pretty sure it's the previous one. And you can listen to the spoiler if you so choose of who they think she might have picked. But now we're going to see how this turns out. I have my ideas of who's going to be in the top three, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. I just have my feelings. But um, maybe I can predict. And you can, you know, share your thoughts on my prediction if you think that this is the way it's going to go. I think it's going to come down to Xavier or Joey who's going to be sent home. I think with everything that kind of happened with Xavier and the things that he was saying um, about his hesitation on commitment um, or the engagement, um, it's going to come bite him in the ass. And it looks like, which I'll get to on the next time on, his mom might say some shit, but we'll see. And then we have Joey, where you have this, whoever this person is, 
saying, you know, do you really know the real Joey? And it makes me wonder if there's just something that he isn't saying. So I think it's going to come down to, to one of them is going to be sent home. Now for a second, do I think that Aaron or Tarleton is going to be sent home? Because their connections are just too strong. That's the only reason I'm basing it on that. So, um, so next time on, we see your many families. And as I mentioned already, we have someone saying, do you really know the real Joey? Do you know genuine Joey? We see that as a red flag. And then we see whether or not, I think it's Charity asks, like, do you, to the family member or whoever it is, do you think Aaron is prepared? to to the band. I do think he's probably going to want to be engaged at the end of this. And then we kind of see Charity just kind of breaking down about sending anybody home, but clearly she sends, this is the part of the show where anyone you send home is just going to be an absolute mess for your emotions. But that is the end of the episode. So, as mentioned again, in the beginning of the episode, we will be covering these weekly now, just because we're at that point where everything is just, you gotta get your hands on everything at this point of the of the season. So, we'll be covering this weekly, starting next week. So, if you liked what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. You can also rate or review the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're an avid YouTube user, you can listen to the podcast. And we also have included subtitles to our podcast on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by following us on either Facebook or Instagram at RealityT Times 2. If you want to email us, you can also do so at RealityT Times 2 at Hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of the episodes and also get links to our YouTube, Instagram, Facebook pages. And that's at RealityT Times 2.aludu.com. All of this information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.